Okay, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. It is today is Saturday and it's our usual installment of the economic leadership class. Let me just see your greetings this morning. Uh, good morning to everybody in the studio. Good morning to you. Oh, wow. The way everyone some. I know that you probably all had a long night or early morning, especially the guys that are here with me. So let me just see your greetings across the nation, all of our friends, all of our associates, and everybody that's usually tuned in for an economic leadership class. And I'm sure you've enjoyed the Pulse TV this morning all the way down or all the way from the radio session with uh, Pastor Jaden and um, Pretty OD. I'm sure that you were able to catch up with them and all the way down now to the word session with myself. So let me just do the usual and the customary thing, which is to welcome everyone. So good morning to you. Good morning to the Connect family. That's Pastor Shadia, Pastor Ebo, the rest of the team at the Connect. Yes, I see your greetings. Basketball Nation, good morning. Good morning to the COD Wealth family. That's uh, Pastor Onyeka Obi and Pastor Ashley and the rest of their team. Uh, good morning to the Elite Prosperity family, Pastor Nikki and Pastor David and the rest of the team, uh, Pastor Chris Mo, Pastor Genevieve and the rest of the family. I can say that Pastor Nikki is here live in the studio. Did, did you enjoy that um, Elite Prosperity session last night? So I saw it all over my timeline, so I was able to see the Power Circle table and um, we are definitely honored to have uh, Lola Grace Goldman on that table. I'm very sure she spoke well, hopefully. Yes, I can trust her too. So that was the Power Circle yesterday evening with Pastor Nikki. Make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't. Uh, good morning to the Power Base uh, Institute. And that's Pastor Dami, Pastor Tolu, and the rest of their team. And I can say that Pastor Dami, uh, Mr. Hyper Performance Volume. Hyper performance volume? Hyper volume. Uh -huh. Hyper, Mr. Hyper volume assessment. Damn. <laughs> is here in the building. So, I mean, I don't know if you know, but um, this world is getting very strange. And uh, we really need Pastor Dami and the Power Base Institute now more than ever. He's like Superman at the minute. I'm telling you. When people are telling you that I don't go by Mr. or Miss, you know, it's already strange if a lad is telling you he goes by Miss. But if he now says, I'm not Mr., and he said, Fine, Miss, he said, Hey, I'm not Miss. What are you then? He said, Call me they. I, I, I do not agree. I can't do it. I'm, I said to Kishi this morning, Listen, um, I don't know if I can do the day. I can do Mr. or Mrs. There is like we're saying there's many of you. I don't get it. That's it's not, it doesn't even make English sense. For we are many. Okay, so um, Pastor Dami, please free us. We need the institute now more than ever. I can't imagine um, sending any of the young nationals uh, to be calling someone they. In our time, there were only two types of humans. <laughs> okay, so ooh, where's Edwin? Come on, help me out. Of course, banking family is here. Good morning to the banking family. That's Pastor Abba and the rest of her team. And I can say Pastor Abba's here in the building. She only came because her boss is here. We've not seen her in a few weeks. I'm finished. 
and also greetings to the life family that is um pastor ndidi gordon and the rest of her team good morning to you house of medics of course uh, is dr emma is dr emma here aha dr emma is here okay i see dr emma uh and of course the rest of the team there pastor kevin of the inspire family pastor alex of the limitless family your usual um, friends and family that usually join me here live at the studio. Of course, again, good morning to the HQ as Pastor Lucy and the rest of her team. Good morning to you, Ma. Uh, special greetings to Senior Pastor, Pastor Sam, who is live here in the studio with us. Good morning, sir. Can't believe you made it. Can't believe you made it. So um, we got home like 4 a.m., 4 a.m. and then in my head I said there's no chance any of the guys being here this early so when I saw him I said okay this is love I, I understand love now this is sacrifice and I pray to God I do it for you too <laughs> well good morning sir and of course uh, my father my leader um, our leader our mentor Global Pastor, Pastor Toby Adeboyega, good morning to you, sir, if you're tuned in, uh, wherever you are. So, we've had an eventful week, of course, still building up from uh, wild, that's the temperature across this nation, uh, women in leadership dimensions, and I'm sure you were able to hear from people like Pastor Dorothy this morning, who spoke so well. I think she's so powerful, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't ignore what I saw in my timeline that she worked with a certain entertainer, uh, closed off a certain deal. And uh, it's, it's certainly something for us to brag about because our demographic don't usually have things that are great to brag on. So we have to really put value on our, on our people. So just saying that in the next 10 years, because PT did say prepare for your 40s or in the next 15 years or whatever it is for her, to see her at the top of her game would be such a joy. And this is just the preambles of a fighting spirit. Um, don't ignore your story. When you start seeing trickles of greatness, know that it's leading you somewhere. So it's just trickles of greatness, but they, they do speak about the pathway. And the pathway is what you have to enjoy, the process, the journey, the story. So yes, for um, confidentiality reasons, we can't say who, but just know it's one of your top two. Yeah, one of your top two entertainers in the industry to know that someone in the nation is working with them. So what is the nation family? A hub of global leaders and a hub of future leaders that can be relied on in their space and in their sector at any given time. So what you're constantly being trained on in the nation family is how to deal with situations and how to present yourself as the man of, or as the lady for the job. Yeah? So um, in that saying, what I did want to ask you, the audience, this morning, uh, I know that two weeks ago I gave you the question about would you rather time travel or have uh, 10 million pounds or something like that. Um, this morning I'm going to ask you, you have a 60-minute day 60 minute yeah you have 60 minutes with any leader of your choice from any time in life who would it be 
And you're not allowed to say PT, you're not allowed to say Jesus, you're not allowed to say Peter. Uh, none of the, the disciples are out of action. Um, Pastor Toby, no, you're not allowed to. So quickly just drop me a message right now. I want to see if you're actively always thinking about leadership. So it's not a homework. It's actually an activity for now. Luke says Napoleon. That says a lot about you, Luke. <laughs> That's a takeover guy. I like that. I see Elon Musk. Mussolini. Whoa. Whoa. Interesting. I like this. So just sent through real quickly is the economic leadership class, otherwise known as the ELC. And I'd like to know you've got one hour with anyone. It doesn't have to be a dinner. It doesn't have to be a lunch. It's just an occasion. You can even join them on the field of whatever it is they do. And if you've got that one hour, who would it be? Pastor Daniel says, and that's DCO Ogoloma, says Adolf Hitler. I hope you're kidding me. <laughs> but, but I see where you're coming from. That's like my, maybe my secret choice. I'm not as bold as you to put it out there. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Margaret Thatcher, says Jessica Acker. Interesting. Like that. Haile Selassie. Is that, is that Pastor Wesley, isn't it? The Jamaican man will definitely pick um, Selassie and his marijuana farm, I'm saying. That's um, Sun Tzu, Alexander the Great, Muammar Gaddafi. Muammar Gaddafi, is that? Okay, Reggie. Bill Gates, Sun Tzu. Interesting. Is that Martin Luther King Jr.? Interesting. Let me just see those answers stroll in and um, I'll get the rest of my team to uh, record these answers so that we can get a good profile of the kind of people that listen to the ELC and what goes on in their heads and that's the reason why we didn't want it to be a go-home activity right now as we're speaking I see Madam CJ Walker and Elon Musk you can only pick one K Cyrus I know it's tempting to have two give me one um, Satoshi Satoshi Nakamoto says <laughs> Charlie that's we don't know if he exists, Charlie, though. <laughs> That's the Bitcoin guy. Um, Mimi Black Label says Virgil Abloh. Um, Eleanor Lambert, Blandeman Lenin. I'm, I'm actually quite interested to see that you guys do know a lot about leaders. So I, I would like to give that accolade to myself for <laughs> making us all aware about leadership and the importance of leadership. The Wright Brothers, says Pastor Ashley uh, Straker. Right, Brothers is a good one, actually. Um, I don't know Miyato Muwashi, so I have to um, research that. James Cameron. For real? <laughs> that's from Pastor Francis. Oh, no, that's Francis Elite. Okay, I don't know who Francis Elite is. Okay, Madam CJ Walker, Albert Einstein, um, Vladimir Putin. Okay, as your answers keep on strolling in, I just wanted to get your heads um, spinning on who you'd want to spend an hour with if it came to a conversation or a day of leadership. And I can see all of your answers actually say a lot about the way your mind is thinking because certain leaders introduced takeover mindset. Certain leaders were very much known for um, being underdogs. Madam C.J. Walker was an underdog. Uh, certain leaders are known for their intelligence. 
not every leader was intelligent. Most of them were just people mobilizers. But when I say intelligent, I mean in the terms of um, academically. Can I get the comment screen back, please? Thank you. So it all depends on where you tilt. But I can say that without knowledge, you will make bad decisions. Thank you. I, get, I hear that. Thanks. Put the comments back. Thank you. Without knowledge, you will make bad decisions. So the best thing is to educate yourself on leadership. It's actually a good subject for you to gather information on. An amazing subject for you to gather information on. So I titled this morning, No Fear. And wherever it is you're tuned in right now, you can, as customary, listen or watch this episode from a place of leisure, from your bedroom or with your soldiers or however it is you tune into the Economic Leadership Class. But today's episode is No Fear. And the definition of fear that I have here is false emotions appearing real. So what I will say to you and ask you is, have you ever been afraid of anything? So fear is an emotion. Have you ever been afraid of something? Some people are afraid of dogs. Some people are afraid of cats, but they like dogs. Some people have a fear of um, spiders. I think it's even a phobia, arachnophobia or something like this. And some people have fears for the most strangest of things. I, I was watching someone who's afraid of crisps. Yeah, seriously. You've seen it, isn't it? That afraid of crisps. Like, if you open a bag of crisps in front of her, she just starts bugging out. Like, it's weird. It's like, what? I know. Seriously. So, arachnophobia. Now, your expression to what I'm saying just shows you that you see the thing with fear is it's not real it's just down to whatever narrative has been painted for you about that thing it's connected to so many other things that actually builds up what we call fear so a story for myself and maybe I don't know if it happened to any of you guys when you were younger but on my first birthday, I had the cake in front of me. And the first thing I did was I put my finger in the fire in the fire of the candle. And I didn't react. And there's that moment where my mom stopped in shock. But she's afraid. And then I'm looking at her. She's looking at me. And then she starts screaming. And then I start screaming. Now, I don't think it's because I wasn't feeling the pain. But because it's never happened before, maybe I don't know how to react. So I think from that moment, if there's any fear in my life to ever go into a fire, it's going to be from then. Fear is built up of a narrative. You might want to write that down. That none of your fears actually just exist. That's right, Pastor Dr. Emma. Fear is actually learnt. It's actually learned. So um, the thing is, a narrative is painted to you about what happens to some people who stand over the edge of a cliff. 
some people meditate on that long enough to say they're scared of heights. Some people just don't pay any mind. So there are people who are afraid of heights. So everything is actually based on narrative. Believe it or not, people, there are people who are scared to step into Brixton or into Pekka because of the narrative. For example, I can do a, a live demonstration. Luke, have you ever been to Brixton? Do you know where it is? Are you sure? Really? Okay, but there's no need for Luke to be there now. Not saying that he's scared of it, but he doesn't even have a perception of what it looked like or what goes on there. He's not learned anything about it and there's no need for him to learn anything about it either. But just to show you that fear is actually something that we paint ourselves, there's actually nothing that you should have a fear about. But if you educate yourself well enough, you can build up uh, an emotion towards something because fear is just an emotion. It's a mental state. So what's the definition you have there for me, Pastor? Fear definition. Fear is a natural and primitive emotion. I don't that think her be... sound is, is right, though. But go on. That can be experienced by everyone to some degree. It alerts us to the presence of dangers, whether they be real dangers or imagined. Okay, so even if they are imagined dangers so that's the reason why i said to you i don't know what happened to that woman in her former life but she's afraid of crisps is it's mad but it's that's that's what she's going through mentally and so the leaders that we've probably all picked this morning at some stage in time you actually need to confront your fear because the weird thing about life and I'm not an expert on this, but this is just what I've seen through study, is eventually, I feel like, the, well, from study, eventually, you have this confrontation with your fear, and it's almost like the final boss moment. That thing that you've been avoiding for so long actually appears to you, and it's that overcoming of that thing that probably gets you to your next level. Some people have a fear of rejection. And the fear of rejection makes them not put themselves out there. So they don't try as much because they don't want to be told no. Or they don't want to be let down. Some people have a fear of being let down because of being let down before. And then the picture that they've painted according to being let down. So they don't want to visit that point anymore. And I'm saying all these things because PT says something on Thursday that maybe is for us to really think about this morning on the economic leadership class. And he spoke about glass ceilings. And I need you to know that glass ceilings do exist. What's a glass ceiling? A glass ceiling is a barrier that is in any space of my life but does not appear to be there it does it's existed there for so long that it's no longer visible so another way you can put this is glass ceilings are first brick walls 
And over time, they become made of glass. They become see-through. So you no longer know why you don't go into the city. So the government can do an experiment of keeping people over the bridge who earn a certain amount of money. And they can do that for years. And the bridge is a physical structure. We can't deny that the bridge actually exists. But as time goes on, as, as the years go by, despite that the bridge is there and it no longer goes up, nobody bothers to cross. It's just so weird, isn't it? So everybody that worked or lived on the other side of the bridge no longer bothers to come across. Why? Because the first guys who were put on the other side after years and years of telling the other people that there is nothing for us over on the other side, then convince them it's no longer now about the structure of the bridge. Now there's a thought, a mental thought there that tells someone who is three years old as they're growing up, then they're sharing the story of there is nothing for us across the bridge. So you can get into 2023 and still see a young man that is still marveled about how the houses look like in Chelsea. Because he's used to seeing council flats on the other side. He does not know that there are flats with high ceilings. His perception of a flat is the one bedroom flat in a council house that he's lived in and his parents have lived in and their parents have lived in. So he has no idea that there are actually physical structures on the other side that defy the way he's living now. But this is a glass ceiling. Glass ceilings exist in society. If a young lady is told constantly from one parent's evening to another parent's evening, a young lady is told, I don't think you should study law. I think you're really good at doing, um, whenever, you know, when I come into the classroom, you clean really well. And that's got nothing to do with being a cleaner or starting a cleaning business. It's just the mental of not letting someone achieve what they would like to achieve, their dream or their vision. Placing a physical bridge there long enough to the point where it becomes so invisible that they don't believe they can do it. And fear then exists without them knowing it. So I gave you the analogy of fear just to let you know that just because you're not afraid at certain time or experience the, the, the emotion of being afraid does not mean that you don't have fears. Having a fear does not mean that it's not the same as, oh yeah, seeing a dog that, and you hate dogs and you're running. Having fears is just the point of having uh, an emotion that is not real and you decide that it's actually real. That's fear. Or a perception of something 
that you didn't know this actually doesn't exist but you've been told for so long that this is where you are this is where you have to live this is how you have to be and you've accepted that as the norm that's fair we have so much work to do in society or in our society amongst our demographic young people we have so much work to do to motivate young people to actually come against their fears false emotions appearing real letting them know that if I want to be a top lawyer or a top doctor I can be and I know sometimes we say I can, I can, I can but look at the day to day of your life and as you're saying you can you definitely come across act actions in your day to day that you should have taken but you had fear and you didn't take it if you're in business and you wake up and you don't make certain calls you don't put yourself out there have you ever thought about maybe you're afraid of being rejected before there was the phone before there was the internet nobody did business from home nobody had a home office everybody goes into a market square which they call an exchange exchanges existed as physical places you go there and you sell you speak about yourself you talk and at that point you get to engage with people but it's already a point where you've overcome leaving your own space your own comfort zone but glass ceilings start appearing as time goes on to keep you away from where things really happen so I was saying to myself that there are actually certain businesses and there are certain careers and there are certain people who are not allowed to spend more than a day in the week at home. For example, if you want to be the greatest PR person, but you're making calls from your house for your PR company, you're looking for partnership. Have you ever considered that there are actually fairs and places where they actually meet? and talk and speak have you ever considered that maybe there's a part of your personality that people can't connect with over the phone but they can in, in person there are just some of you that no one is going to give you a chance until they feel you and for them to feel you they have to see you you can't be a website you can't be a website. A website is fine for GQ. A website is not fine for me. Because they've already had their time rumbling with each other. I'm not cool with just being a website at this present point in time. So if we start looking into the different types of ceilings that exist, there is the gender ceiling. You might... If you don't know about it, then you need to write down that there's actually a gender ceiling. You have to know as young ladies, as my sisters who are tuned in this morning, that as soon as you present yourself as a lady, there's already a perception of how far you can go. Doesn't matter how brilliant you are. But 
they are not allowed to show you the brick walls. So they started doing it from early when you had inequality amongst men and women and women couldn't even vote. Some women couldn't, at the time, women couldn't even drive cars. Saudi Arabia just gave women the appointment of driving cars. Like a big deal over there. So something exists for so long that it becomes a glass ceiling. The ladies can't see it anymore as an issue. And so they don't know that they're supposed to bug out. Let's just use the word as bug out. Because I'm going to go into what it takes to actually break glass ceilings. So the gender ceiling is there. It's a glass ceiling, by the way, the gender ceiling. The, the age ceiling is there. There's already a perception of you if you're under 30. There's another perception of you if you're under 40. There's another perception of you if you're under 50. Investors feel more comfortable to trust a 40 or 50 year old person. Because it's all down in the social science. What is a 50-year-old man really going to do with this money? He's got no choice but to get to work. But a young person most likely has the chance of squandering the money or wasting the money. So in, in society, there are so many glass ceilings that you don't even see. If you're not, I think you say, if you're not woke, <laughs> don't get too woke like Kanye and then you go mad. So, just keep your wokeness right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, have a balance of your wokeness. You have to be woke to a degree so that you can you're aware of what you have to um how you have to behave. You're aware of how you respond, you're aware of the actions you have to take. So some people who want to get into politics because they are aware of certain ceilings. A young man wants to get into politics, he gets married, he has two kids, he gets a house, he has to start looking a certain way because of a ceiling. But it's difficult for him to break the other ceilings, even if you pass one ceiling. It's like trading, there's support and resistance. You pass one ceiling, another ceiling is waiting for you. I must say to you that the lower you are in the graph, the longer you have to travel, right? And for those of you who are traders here, if you're lower in the graph, the longer you have to travel, the more resistances you have to break. So unless you're Luke, you're as black as me here today, you are at the bottom, man. We, we have a lot to break. Because you also have to break the race ceiling. And that is a very glass ceiling, especially today. They introduced zero-hour contracts for us. Okay, we can't have slaves anymore. Let's just find a way to get them internships. Oh, Binta's laughing. Because your, your company is an internship company. No, don't worry. I'm not speaking about you like that. That's not you. Let's give them work experience. It's no longer work experience if I'm working Monday to Friday and you're not paying me. <laughs> That's a full-blown job, bro. Work experience is like Monday to Tuesday or something. And I come in at 11 and I leave at 3. I don't know. Remember work experience? It was a walk in the park. How many people did work experience? Work experience still happen in London, in the UK? Where did you do work experience first up? 
in a primary school. Wow, that's a good one. That means you started early. You got your one early. I was one of those that waited till last. And you know till last is like whatever's left in the bucket. <laughs> but I managed to get a dentist. I got a dentist. Yeah, good, didn't it? Lucky. What did you get, Pisa? Nah, it, it was still murky those days. It was, it was, it was terrorizing. Us who were going to work experience with our school bag and our pen and pen. He was the one jumping on the bus terrorizing us. <laughs> hey, the bus stories back in the day are funny, though. Never sit at the back if you're not on it, guys. Just get your back, sit at the front like a good boy. Bring out your Game Boy. Play till you get home. <laughs> So there's so much for us to travel in terms of glass ceilings, age, race, gender. And I wanted to point out that but in every stage of time and life, there's been someone who breaks a glass ceiling, but you have to be a non-conformist. You have to have a little bit of crazy. Because brick walls exist for so long that you start to adjust your behavior to everything behind the brick wall. Once that glass ceiling is built, especially if it's been around for so long, they make sure that everyone at the bottom of, the, of that ceiling behaves in a certain way. Why? Because they can't see life beyond that. They don't know that those who are wealthy still don't have a mortgage. So what they push to people in a social, let's talk about social ceilings. If you're in a social ceiling, and that social class ceiling is pushing mortgages. But tell me why Mr. Banker hasn't got a house himself. Why is he renting? But why is he selling this mortgage product to me? so well but he still hasn't got a mortgage because everything exists for each social class and everything exists for each um, barrier each level be careful about what you're sold in life the only way to break fear just like Pastor Toby said is to have the can do attitude So, take me to my first scripture. We start from there. Hebrews 11 from verse 31. Okay. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Okay, just stop right there. So many things here when we talk about ceilings. Um, the prostitute, number one. The prostitute Rahab. What's it going to take for her to change everything in her life at the point where you're a prostitute in a city that everyone knows what you do? So you have to understand Rahab's journey is not like she can wake up tomorrow and start a PR company. Like, I just realized I've been a prostitute. No, I'm born again now. And then she goes on company house and registers her company. <laughs> And then does her website. And then she's now sitting on another side of the city saying, hey guys, I'm just doing PR. Everyone in the city is like, um, Rahab, please go back. 
go back to the other side. Go back to the other house. There's so much already when we talk about glass ceilings that's against Rahab. Rahab can't come out of that position in society. It's going to take a lot. And this is what it took. It took war. Look at this. It took war to happen. And then it took her doing something not to fight with the, with the, with the country that she's in. She had to, like PK will say, she had to become a rat or a snake. The, un, the unforgivable. So the can-do attitude is not motivational. It's not, oh, now I will succeed. I now want to become the best. That's motivation. The can-do spirit is you now need to come up with something that is so left so that you can become right. Because the world is a circle. You, you can't go forward, so you're going to have to go so back to arrive at the front. And I know this might sound so weird to you, but that's the only way you can break glass ceilings. This lady now goes and says, it says she welcomed the spies. Are you no longer from the country no more? Like, what's going on? She welcomed the opposition, fed them, looked after them, and showed them all the weak points of the city. Why? Because she wanted to break out of her social class. She can't break out of that social class living with those same people, existing with those same people, because nobody's going to forget. So I think sometimes you want to do more, but you think about the people who already know you. That ever happened to you? Like you, you're thinking, no, I, I, I know I should be really be doing this. And then you just think of a few friends from secondary school and you know they're gonna laugh at you like this one, she couldn't even um type back in the day. <laughs> it's difficult, so you're gonna have to totally forget, totally reverse. I've seen the message, thank you. Put the screen back for me. You're gonna have to totally reverse so that you can get in front. I can give you an example. You know, I realized something. I was at the time when we started Night Shield and I was looking into security companies. G4S, Circle. I don't know if you guys know these names. Circle, G4S. And I was looking more into cash and transit companies. Companies that transport valuables. So we went, we went down to High Wycombe. We did our cash and transit licenses. Um, to carry valuables, etc. But then I saw something. I saw that G4S just sold to another French company their entire cash book. Look at this. They sold the entire cash book, meaning all their clients that were giving them physical cash, they sold the whole book to another security company. And over the weeks and the months, I was following up, why did they do that? And they were releasing news on their website. They were launching a security app. They're launching a security app because they know that security is about to change. It's no longer security. It's now actually banking. Do you know the number one thing you give your um, why the mo number one reason why you give your money or you leave your money in a bank is because you believe they will keep it for you. 
they will hold it for you. Correct? So what the bank is offering you is security. How a security company clocked that even though we're security, we're actually supposed to be financial, is totally against the curve. They had to go all the way back. They sold their entire client book. It looks like, okay, are they trying to wind down? No, they sold their entire um, client book to start a security app for payments. So don't be surprised in the next few years if you now see the G4S online payment secure gateway. That's because they've foreseen something, but they've realized that if we don't actually bug out, break out, we're going to continue treading this line of just being a security company and we're not going to be able to get to the top front of the queue. That day meant so much to me because I now realize, I realize that you can actually start a security, security company and just be doing security thinking, I want to be like G4S when they've already just done a madness and left. False emotions appearing real, meaning that if I'm in a situation and I, I know that I'm supposed to be at a different level in society or in class or if in whatever I'm doing, like say now we've got capital sports, because we're a nation, we can identify the, the barriers. But what about people who can't identify the barriers? What about the boys that don't know that in this team, only one guy is going to make it? I've been in that football space as a businessman. And let me tell you something. I saw huge clubs building first teams off of just one player, meaning the other 10 boys were surplus. And the other 10 boys are waking up every morning, playing on that pitch, thinking they can make it. But they don't understand the system or they don't understand the glass ceilings that exist in that space that once they found their one person, that's it. Football industry is still like a lottery ticket. Because it's played all over the world, but only 11 people can play at, at a time. I bet the guys don't think about that. But still, you have to try your luck. But the luck you're trying is with your life. You're going to spend... 15 years of your life trying something that you most likely they already decided at seven that you're not going to be a main player what's it going to take for that per kind of person to then make it they're going to have to roll the dice literally and they're going to have to make a decision that's so off so the can-do attitude is you taking risks beyond your imagination and are you ready to do that if you're not ready to take those type of risks then you remain in the structure until they're ready to drop you. So I've got some names down here. Racial limitations can exist to a certain level until there's a Rosa Parks. You guys know about Rosa Parks. And I'm just giving her as an example of racial limitation because at a stage in time, it's like you're not allowed to sit somewhere. Imagine that just being a, a, a law. You can't sit somewhere. I've got another one here, meaning gender limitation, and it's 
a lady called Amina Mahmoud, who was actually a great Hausa warrior, African lady, Hausa warrior, and she was known because at a young age, her grandfather realized she had the mind for statesmanship, and he allowed her into um, certain state meetings. Without that mad move from her grandfather, she would have just been a regular lady. So the can-do attitude is actually decisions of madness, do we call it that, or decisions of great risk. You take decisions of great risk that look very different from a decision that you would have made normally. So I'll, I, I want to round up on this kind of note because we're approaching 12 now. A motivated spirit is different from a can-do spirit. A motivated spirit continues what it's doing with, an, with a perception that it will get a better result. Okay? You wake up the next day and you're saying, I believe I will do better in so-so-so thing. You're motivated to. But because there are glass ceilings, you will not get a better result. A can-do spirit is going to take a decision of great risk. You will have to make a decision of great risk for you to break out. For you to break out in banking and finance, in law, in medicine, in recruitment, in training, you're going to have to make a decision of great risk. That decision, that decision you make does not look like you. It does not resemble anything you would make normally. You have to embrace that decision. Now, it's, it's quite simple for me this morning. I just wanted to share these things with you because it's quite important for us as we're building our companies, as we're building our projects, that we're aware when we're just doing something monotonously and we're just coasting along. Just because your emotions change and you feel more up for it today does not mean you're now headed in the right direction. You're going to do something mad. Tide Bank launched in the UK. Tide Bank launched, the, the founder of Tide Bank launched it with 100K. But do you know how Tide Bank existed today? Look at their PR advert. They made a hundred or a thousand people run across London naked. That was it. That's the PR. <laughs> That's like illegal. You can't do that, no? But they're saying to themselves, if there are so many online banks, if there are so many um, digital banks coming out, yes, we have a great team, we have great management, we have great stuff, we reckon we, we can get this done, we're, we're focused, we can achieve. They have the motivated spirit. But the founder knows it's going to be a can-do spirit. We're going to have to make a, a decision here that's not very popular or that's not expected. That's very wild. Good morning, sir. We're going to have to make a very wild decision. It's in the making of this wild decision that we're going to get the attention that we need. And I can talk about many other situations that are maybe not as good to promote, 
But some of you know of celebrities that have done the wildest things just to get themselves on a platform. It won't be enough for them to just present themselves as I am good at this thing. You're going to have to make a decision that's wild. A decision that's wild is not necessarily a decision that's bad. It's just counter to what the glass ceiling has put there for you. Watch the behavior of everyone below the glass ceiling. Wake up, look at everyone in your space, look how they're behaving, and know you have to do differently. Know you're going to have to maybe act a little bit different for you to get that attention. It's not, it's not hard. You can fake your way into past the glass ceiling. So the glass, the glass ceiling is not meant to be broken through. So you see when they say, oh, breakthrough service break. No, it's, it's not meant to be broken through. Do you know how it happens? You just walk through the door. <laughs> let, let me show you this. The people upstairs, are, they behave different from you. If you walk in there and you still behave like the people downstairs, they clock you. They send you back down. They know. You said that this, you're the world's best-selling beauty company. But by the way you're behaving, they're like, nah. I'm not sure about that. There's just certain decisions you're going to have to make and certain behavior you're going to have to make for you to be the world's best beauty company. So, Pastor Toby has said it before and we've said it before in the nation family. The way you give is you already give like billionaires. So, if you call yourself a billionaire, it makes sense. Last year, one of the biggest rappers in UK, not in the world, in UK, announced that he's giving. He gave 10K towards um, scholarship. And he's not given again since then. This is like 2021. He gave 10K to scholarship. And <clears throat> the funny thing is, it wasn't even his 10K. He partnered with HSBC. That's just cheating. Uh, how are you going to partner with a bank? That means it's the bank's money then. Partnered with HSBC to give the 10K for the kid's scholarship. And I'm saying to myself, do you know what we do in this nation? So there's already a way you need to market yourself. I'm here this morning to tell you that you are already behaving abnormal. You are already behaving beyond your social class, beyond your gender class, beyond your racial class. You're already doing so. It's just for you to continue and believe it. Because what, trust me, you put yourself amongst people who are already up and doing, you fit right in. It just takes that much more belief because you're already doing it. There's actually no need for you to step back and have a prayer for God to use you. <laughs> you're, already, you're already outperforming yourself. I don't know another young lady that is um, at the age of Pastor Abba and from um, Pastor Abba's race, which is a black young lady, who can say that at some point she's, she's on a bank. She's a bank owner. That already puts you somewhere. I don't know if you know how mad that is. It means like, once you believe that tension enough, there's already a set of people you're supposed to be moving with. Because it's the reality. It's not a faith thing. That's why I'm trying to show you the scripture of Rahab because it's like, she can't be anything else still amongst those people. She's going to have to snake her own country to change her life. 
Because no one's going to wash out of their mind that this is a prostitute. But from the beginning of time, what did they know you as? Wealthy. What did they know you as? Leaders. What did they know you as? Successful in everything that you do. So you don't have to pretend. You just need to walk in. So in a season of wild, as I begin to round up, and I invite Pastor Toby to come and speak to us because PT is in the building. It's just so that you know that you are already in the form you need to be. But you just need to walk out the door. That's why I started by telling you that I think we do a lot of digital stuff now, but get into the market and pit yourself against people your age, like a Pastor Doro has done, to see that she can work on such a big deal. So it won't stop. I won't be surprised if um, in the future she's telling us about broken uh, the deal to take over a football club or, or something like this. Because you're out there engaging. You know the level you're supposed to be playing on. I think that's very important, guys. I think it's quite important to understand who you are and walk out that door, not allowing the glass ceiling to keep you back. It's only glass. You just walk through it. The guys on the other level are still humans. They're not aliens. Meaning, they're just like you and I. They may behave different, but guess what? When you get there, you realize you have more in common with them than you do with the people at the bottom. I think that's very, um, that's very important for us to know. So it's based on that that I begin to round up here for the ELC this Saturday morning. And I'm going to welcome PT to come and have a word with us. I hope you've enjoyed the very first session. And I'll be back with you next week. This is going to be our last ELC, most likely from the, the Gold HQ, uh, this present Gold HQ. So uh, in the next uh, leadership class, we will be somewhere else but i just want to thank everybody who have been coming here consistently over the last few weeks even i know pt has already done the thanks but i did say that i'll do another uh, vote of thanks again today all of the team i want to thank the shepherds media that are here also um, pastor bookie and that's also here and and pastor elohim i want to thank everyone even the leaders the family heads that are here also and of course, the rest of my team in the Pulse Media production, thank you to everybody. And it's now time for us to hear from... Okay, okay well, we'll hear from Pastor Sam first, and then uh, we'll take it from there. So I love you all. I'll see you later. Have a good one. Peace.